welcome as we at the Bills introduce our new GM, Brandon Bean. Brandon embodies everything we at the Bills want in our front office. He's worked under two fine GMs at Carolina, Marty Herney and Dave Gettleman, as well as working very closely with uh, Coach Ron Rivera. He's a 1998 cum laude grad from UNC Wilmington. He joined Carolina in 98 and quickly rose to the ranks to become their assistant GM by 2015. Here's the things we learned about Brandon. He was highly regarded around the NFL. The Panthers loved him. He's versatile. He's done it all in the front office. He's dedicated, as evidenced by his 19 years with the franchise. He's smart, humble, a hard worker, and a team player. Brandon? Thank you very much. Thank you all for being here. Uh, it's a very exciting time. Uh, I want to. got a few points. I want to make sure I don't leave anybody out, so bear with me. Uh, first of all, I just want to thank Terry and Kim and the entire Pagula family uh, for believing in me and to bring me from Carolina up here to Buffalo. Uh, this is an awesome opportunity, and I can't wait to get started. Uh, it's been a long road. Uh, as Terry said, 19 years in Carolina, born and raised there. You never know uh, when you're going to leave. But this was an opportunity that I just couldn't, couldn't pass up and so thrilled to have it. Um, I want to first of all thank Mr. Richardson uh, for believing in me, for promoting me, for growing me, and for making me the man I am today. Uh, I also want to thank Marty Herney. Uh, the same thing, he taught me. He pulled me by his, uh, by his, uh, by his side. And uh, Dave Gettleman, uh, Dave came in uh, four years ago, and he didn't kick me to the curb. Uh, he grew me even more, and, uh, and Ron Rivera, uh, Ron's an awesome coach, two-time coach of the year, and I learned a lot from him, and hopefully Sean and I will have that type of relationship here. Uh, there's countless uh, other folks in the Panthers organization that I want to thank. There's so many, I'm not going to list them all, but I'm, I'm telling you all out there, uh, I'm going to miss Carolina, I'm going to miss the people, and I wouldn't be here without each and every one of you. Uh, I want to thank my family for all the sacrifices they've made. Uh, my wife Haley is here and she's excited uh, to join the Buffalo family. Uh, I got two boys, Tyson and Wes, and uh, one's going to high school, one going to middle school, and uh, they're excited as well. Uh, and be beginning today, uh, I'm a Buffalo uh, citizen and I can't wait to get started. Uh, my sole focus is to jump right in as soon as we get done with this press conference. Um, go watch practice. I'm excited we got a mini camp and uh, get, get to football and get this thing going. Uh, I went through the interview process uh, with the Pagulas and I had never met them. And so that's the first thing you do. You're trying to figure out, all right, who's the owners? Who's leading this ship? And I was just, I was blown away. And you go into something, you're kind of like, oh, I don't know what it's going to be like. When I left the interview, I wanted to be a Buffalo Bill. And so when I got the call for the second interview, uh, Haley and I had already talked about it, and uh, it was just a dream come true. And they undoubtedly are going to do anything they can to help me and Sean and the rest of this team uh, build a winner to what this team used to have back in the 90s. Uh, as I've done every step of, uh, of my life, 
I'm just going to hit the ground running. You're going to find that uh, I'm a hard worker, I'm humble, and uh, I just want to want to do what's best. It's not going to be my team. It's not going to be Sean's team. It's not going to be Terry's team and Kim's. It's going to be the whole Buffalo Bills, a collaborative approach. And uh, I think that's what wins. I've seen that in Carolina, and that's what you're going to see here. Uh, that's it. So uh, I'll take any questions, please. Brandon, John Warrell with the Associated Press. Congratulations. Welcome to Buffalo. Thank you. Talking about the collaborative effort and your, your past relationship with Sean, um, does, that, does that help smooth, the, smooth your arrival here to Buffalo a lot easier because you know Sean and have worked with him in the past? How much do you think it does smooth your, you know, your arrival here? Nice to see you, John. Uh, it definitely uh, was huge. Knowing Sean, uh, Sean got to Carolina in 2011, and uh, obviously he had, had had a great career in Philly, but uh, he's a great man. We built a good trusting relationship in Carolina. You can never predict the future, so it's not like Sean and I said, hey, we're both going to leave the same year. You don't know what, what the opportunities are going to be, but uh, I trust Sean, and I think Sean trusts me, and uh, I think you're going to see a heck of a partnership between the two of us. Brandon. Sal Capaccio, WGR Radio. Um, I know you have experience all across all platforms, and that's you know partly why Mr. Pagula and Ms. Pagula said that they wanted someone like you. But as far as actually dealing with you know uh, contracts and things like that, like how much involved will you be? I know all different GMs have different ways of going about things. How much will you be involved in actually like negotiating <coughs> contracts, setting things like that up? I'll be very involved. Uh, any decision we make. Uh, Contract-wise, I'll be talking with our guys and talking with agents. Um, I'm very familiar with it. All the negotiations in Carolina for the last five, six years, any guy we signed from the 90th man on the roster to the number one, uh, I was involved, and uh, I look forward to, to doing that here in Buffalo. Brandon, uh, Vic Carucci, Buffalo News. A lot's been discussed in this search process about the fact that you didn't come up through the traditional scout ranks. Yes. So how do you square that in, in terms of the qualifications? Because you have many, obviously, that uh, made it right for this job. But how do you square that with those who question you? Well, the first thing is I was fortunate uh, <coughs> under Marty in Carolina that even though I wasn't immediately on the road for Marty, uh, I did a lot of pro stuff and college stuff behind the scenes. So it's not like when I jumped on the road in 2012 uh, scouting college guys. It wasn't like that was the first time I was watching players. Did a lot of behind the scenes stuff and I've always been involved in the draft setting meetings. I've seen how it's done. I've seen it multiple ways and uh, that's not going to be an issue. Sean, Jim Fink, Business First. What was it about the interview that you said blew you away that made you want to be a Buffalo Bill? The passion that they have for this city, for this team. I mean, we even talked about the Buffalo Sabres. They we talked about resources. We talked about stability. They checked every box when I went through it. I had questions going in. You have to. When you're leaving an organization like Carolina, you've been there 19 years, something has to blow you away to leave. And this was a different interview. And it just, uh, Terry and Kim, we're going to have every resource we need to turn this thing around and build a, co a contender here. And the goal is su sustained success. Brandon Salmayorana from the Democratic Party in Rochester. Um, you and Sean obviously have a relationship for about six years. I know you're not planning things in 2011 this far ahead, but at what point in Carolina did you two think, you know what, someday, 
someday this could be possible. Was that ever in the mindset during the Carolina days for the two of you? To be honest, we never said, hey, let's, let's work this out to go together. Um, the unique thing that Sean and I had was a respect. Um, I knew what Sean's roots were, that he had worked his way up and, you know, basically been probably as, as small as a gopher for Andy Reid, learning under him. And, you know, he did some scouting before he got into coaching. So I respected how he earned his way to be a defensive coordinator. And I think, and I don't want to speak for Sean, but I think he saw the same in me. Uh, we both started as interns. And uh, Sean and I would literally go back in his room and he had just, you know, he was responsible for the defense. He had the depth chart up of the defense. And we would talk about players and talk about where we had strengths and where we had weaknesses. And I would, you know, bounce size ideas off of him of where we could get players. You know, we were always talking about how to make our roster better. And now instead of just talking about the defense with him, I'm going to talk about the whole team with him. Randy, Jerry, uh, Mike Tatlon, 13 win in Rochester. What's it like to take over as general manager of a team that has already had its draft, has most of its 90-man roster, already has its head coach? So you're coming in at a time where most of those things that would be under your direction have already been taken care of for this year. You know, it's, it, it is interesting. Um, you know, most of the, obviously these, these happen after the season, but um, the unique thing about this is I get to learn all these players, learn the staff before I have to make any roster decisions for the most part. I mean, we'll get to go through a whole training camp and I'll know them. Uh, so there's, uh, it's unique, but um, I'm excited about it. Don't see it as an issue at all. Then Joe Pascalia from Channel 7. Um, how difficult is it to put together a staff at this point of the year because, you know, Blesto meetings are going on, the whole scouting season is over. Uh, how difficult will that be for you? Well, you know, um, there's no easy time just to put together a staff. You know, when you do it after the season, like the last question, guys are really hard to get out at that point. A team has employed them the whole year to scout for them, so they're not going to let them go. Uh, the unique thing is this is a lot of turnover in the personnel uh, after the draft. So, you know, you have to follow the process, have a lot of ideas of guys around the league. I know a lot of guys, a lot of people have reached out, and uh, we're going to take our time, and uh, we're going to get the right guys. I'm not going to put a time frame on it, but uh, we're going to get the right guys, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be a good group. Terry, Mike Terry. Radak from ESPN, what assurances did you give Brandon about how he's <coughs> on the 53-man roster? Uh, Brandon's going to have the 53. Uh, him and Sean will obviously collaborate on on any decisions, but he, he's got the. Terry, Terry, I want to, on, with regard to when you went through the interview process, besides knowing how well you anticipated uh, Brandon working with Sean, what were the other qualities that, that stood out to you? And you had an opportunity to, that we know of to talk with at least three other candidates. So, what were some of the separation points for, for Brandon? I think the primary thing was his all-around ability, and he's done more scouting than people. You may not know how much scouting he's done. He's done a good job of it, um, but it's his all-around front office contracts, like he said, the whole thing. Uh, he is. He was a GM in everything but title. Jerry, real quick, just following up on that, how influential was Sean McDermott in the interview process in arriving at the decision to select Brandon? When we started this process, we, Kim, myself, uh, Russ was involved, uh, and others, we put together four or five lists, 
uh, of potential candidates, cross-referenced them, and, uh, you know, Sean was one of the individuals. Brandon's name showed up on most of the lists, if not all of them. Uh, so from that, we picked, and, and from discussions with people outside the organization, uh, we picked the candidates we wanted to interview. Brandon. But Sean's involvement was no more than writing a name on, on a piece of paper, which he wrote seven or eight names. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Terry. Um, Brandon, when, when you came here, did you have a specific definition of what you thought your role would be? Was it the same with what Terry and Kim thought it would be? Like, GMs, they have, it's defined differently with different teams. So yep. did you have to clarify that when you came in? We definitely discussed that in the first interview. Uh, I wanted to hear what they were looking for. They wanted to hear what I was looking for. And uh, I think we came to, we both saw it, it was, it was an easy conversation uh, of, of how the setup would be here in Buffalo. Can, can you share that? Yeah. Us, please. Yeah, it's going to be very similar to uh, what Sean and I were used to in Carolina. I'm going to be over the football side, and Sean's going to be over the coaches. But it's not, there's not a czar around here. Sean's not a czar. I'm not a czar. Every decision is going to be collaborative together. I think that's the only way. I've seen it both ways. And the success I've had is when we're both seeing eye to eye, Kim and Terry are going to be involved. We're going to do this together. Other people in the building, this is not a one-person approach to making the decisions here. And Terry, to pounce on that a little bit, is that, was it that very thing that made him most attractive to you? That's one of the items, yeah. Yeah. Terry, you, uh, actually, I'm not sure who makes the decision, but uh, Terry, you would reference in your press conference here after Doug Whaley was fired, that you're going to do your best to keep uh, Jim Overdorf in his position. Is there any status update on Jim and whether he will retain that same role from either of you? Are you asking me that? Uh, yeah, I, whoever. That, that's up to, you know, Brandon is, uh, Jim works for uh, Brandon. So um, I'm coming in eyes wide open with, with everybody. So I don't, uh, it shouldn't be about Jim. Uh, I've known Jim for a long time, have a lot of respect for him, great man. I've uh, never got to work with Jim. So I'm going to jump in. I uh, just spoke to Jim a few minutes ago and uh, said a hello and look forward to getting to know his process, how he does things. I'm going to kind of influence him with how I do things, and, and we'll see how this works and, and go from there. Hey, Brandon, Josh Reed, Channel 4 here in Buffalo. Can you give me an idea how much you've actually got the chance to look at the roster and when you'll start to evaluate players? You know, uh, I did turn some tape on uh, before the interview uh, of, of a couple games just to flip through. Obviously, there's been a decent amount of turnover since the last game. Um, and, you know, and I'm aware of the college guys they just drafted. So the, the front line guys, you know, know them pretty well. Obviously, some of the back end guys, not as much. So once I get this personnel staff going, I'm going get, to get the film back rolling uh, and, and know these guys up and down before we get to a training camp in, in Where the summer. Where do you see the quarterback situation? Right well, obviously, Tyrod's going you know, to be the starter. Uh, there's some other guys on the roster. Uh, I've only watched Tyrod from afar. Uh, we had a quarterback in Carolina, so we weren't in that market a lot to be overly researching these guys. I actually got to meet Tyrod on my tour. Uh, great young man. Um, He's done a lot of good things on tape and look forward to getting to know him and, and see how he leads uh, this team. And, and it's just going to be an open competition at every position, not just quarterback. Terry, you've had a chance to uh, now hire two general managers in 
over the last like month here or so. Was it smoother, more challenging, or about exactly what you expected going into the process on, on, on both sides? Did you say a month? I think it's two days. <laughs> it's, uh, hey, we we knew we had to do it. Obviously, uh, we owned the teams. So, uh, we rose to the challenge. We had a lot of help, and uh, you know, I, I th the guys that we interviewed were all pretty impressive, and um, the two that we chose, we believe, are capable leaders into the future, and that'll blend well into a franchise. And Brandon, when, when, when you come to Buffalo, when, when newcomers come to Buffalo and join this franchise, the obvious thing that's hanging the elephant in the room is the 17-year, you know, now 17-year playoff drought. How do you address the questions? I know this is in Terry's drought, I know this, you know, but how do you address how to, what, what this town, this franchise, these fans have gone through for 17? Well, first of all, I empathize with with because I know uh, how strong of a fan base this is, and this is a football town, and that was one of the attractions to coming up here. And how exciting is it going to be when we get this thing turned around and get get back in the playoffs and take it from there? So you know, I'm really looking forward. You know, you know, and as Terry and Kim, we talked about that. They've only been here a few years. I promise you. They're going to give us everything we can, and it's up to Sean and I and the rest of the team to get it back. And we've heard some stories about how you've kind of worked your way up in all the different departments you've gone through inside of foot inside of the Panthers organization. Uh, what are some of the the most unique experiences going going through that that maybe you can share with us? Well, um, obviously, I got to touch a lot of areas. Um, in football operations from scouting to contracts to logistics, budgets, uh, just, you know, I've seen everything that a CEO has to, has to see. And that's what I look at this position is, not just a scout to be a GM, not just a contract guy, not just a logistics, not just a budget. Um, a good GM has all of those traits. And hopefully uh, that's the reason I was selected for this job, that, that I can't oversee all that and, and help, us, help us get back. Brandon, Tim Graham from the Buffalo News. I wanted to ask what your <coughs> philosophy is. I know this is a bit of a broad question, but we're trying to get to know you here. Yeah. What your general philosophy is on layering a roster, whether it be free agency, drafts, you know, recent what? Yeah. All the different things that go into it. What's your philosophy on how you would mold your optimal roster? I'm going to build through the draft. First and foremost, uh, you have to draft well and sign those guys. You know, if you draft well, you sign them. You're not going to see a big splashes of free agency. Free agency sets you up for your draft. So if you, you don't want to go into the draft needing a cornerback, needing an offensive tackle, if if my me and my staff do our job, we'll look at where we, we have some holes after the season, we'll plug a few holes, and then we'll be able to draft for need when April comes. What would you say about and I know that you and Sean haven't worked together, and I'm sure you've discussed this a bit, but what would you say about long-term vision and maybe what came up in your interview with Terry regarding if I'm your general manager, my long-term vision for your team or any team would be this? Well, the long-term vision is to build a consistent winner here. You know, not just – I didn't just achieve a goal, or Sean and I didn't achieve a goal if we make the playoffs once and then – we're out of it two or three years in a row. Sustained success. You know, year after year, we're contending to win the division. That's the first thing we have to do. We got to go win the division. 
And obviously we know we have a big foe in Foxborough that's had a stranglehold on it. Uh, we're aware of the task, but uh, that, that's, that's the vision I have. Brandon, as you come in here and assess things to whatever degree you've been able to, to study this, what do you think is the biggest hurdle to overcome to get this team to, to, to being in a, a, consistent, a consistent playoff? Well, I think you have to get the culture. And I know Sean, uh, I watched some of Sean's stuff and went back and looked before I interviewed what Sean had said. And the thing that I thought he mentioned a lot that made sense was getting the culture right, uh, the belief. Uh, this is a tough league. I mean, you guys know, year to year, some teams go from first to worst and worst to first. Um, the teams that consistently are at the top have a good culture. They know how to win. They know how to overcome adversity. Um, I've been on teams that were not mentally strong, and all of a sudden you hit a two or three game losing streak, and it, it's hard to overcome. I've also been on teams that have known how to overcome that and finish the season strong and take it in the playoffs. Bucky Gleason with the Buffalo News again. When you looked at it, when you came in here, I'm sure you've already looked at the cap and personnel. Is there anything that stood out at you where you said, okay, this is a relatively easy fix here and here, but this is going to be harder here if, if that's not too convoluted? Was there anything that jumped out at you that said, we need to fix this right away, this particular thing? No, I think you just, you're looking, this team has some good parts on the roster. Um, you want to build, anything you build, you want to build it from the ground up with a solid foundation. So we have to do that. And Sean and I are going to, you know, unfortunately through this process, Sean's been running 100 miles an hour, so we haven't been able to sit down and talk about what he's seen. I mean, he's got a better in-depth from getting here in January than I do. So I want to sit down with Sean and we're going to talk about it, but we're going to build it from the ground up. Uh, we're not trying to build, you know, Rome was built in a day. We're not trying to do this tomorrow. We're, we're going to try to do it the right way. And when it's meant to be, we'll get there. And, and I think everybody will see success. Brandon, with that round WRC in Rochester, how personally satisfying is this for you as a guy who did achieve this from the bottom to get all the way to the top and have a NFL GM job, one of 32? It's an unbelievable. I mean, my, I got chills in my spine uh, just walking around the building and just, you know, you walk, they show me in my office and, you know, general manager. It's just, it's a dream come true. Um, I can't put it in words. Uh, I don't want to get teary eyed up here, but it's, it's emotional uh, for me, for my family, my parents. Um, and without the support of everyone, I wouldn't be here today. And I'm just, uh, you're going to see my excitement. I'm, I'm so thrilled to, to be standing up here. Was there a time when you, you think this didn't happen, especially you had the interim job for a little while in Carolina, did, they get, did not get the permanent job. Did you ever wonder if this would happen? Well, you always wonder. Uh, you know, I fought hard. Um, you know, Mr. Richardson, when he made me the interim, he told me, hey, this is just the interim. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what's the, what the future holds, but I'm not going to kick you to the curb, which was great. And, you know, obviously I would have loved to have been the general manager uh, full time, but uh, Everything happens for a reason. Dave Gettleman came in, and I would say he grew me more, taught me more of the scouting stuff. He had been just a lifelong scout, and we spent a lot of hours, days, nights, and picking his brain. So I would like to say that maybe it was, it was meant to be for me to learn even more before I had this opportunity. Backing on Tim Graham's question on the uh, philosophy, I'm, I'm interested on how to play the game philosophy, where, where, you, where you are on that. I mean, we've had coaches and GMs run through here and talk about ground and pound. Some talk about up-tempo football. Uh, you come from a place in Carolina, obviously, where Cam was a big part of what you do. What is your philosophy about how to win in 2017 in NFL? Well, you, you have to be able to run the ball and stop the run. You still got to be able to throw it, though. You, you know, people are going to stack the box. So you have to look at what the other team's giving you. If they're stacking the box, you got to be able to throw it. If they're daring you to run it, you got to be able to run. But 
Obviously, this is a cold-weather city. I see us being a physical, tough team on both sides of the ball. And if you can't run the ball, even when they know you're going to run it, you're going to struggle uh, along the way. So that's kind of what I see, if that, if that makes sense. Brandon, what specifically did you learn from the, the past two seasons where you reached such a high and lose the Super Bowl and then miss the playoffs the following year. What did you get out of that experience from going from that high to that low? Well, you know, obviously when you have success, everybody's patting you on the back, players, coaches, staff, and you have to stay focused on the prize. And nothing's guaranteed. When you we finished that season after losing Super Bowl to Denver, you don't get to start. People aren't going to say, oh, you get to win through the season and jump back in. It's everybody's zero and zero, which is what we are right now. And you know, every every season's a new season. Brandon Matt Fairburn from Syracuse.com. Curious what you thought of Sean's first draft here, and you know, from your vantage point in Carolina, some of the players he got and how he kind of moved around the board, jumped ahead of you guys a couple times on day two. Yeah, I thought Sean and the staff. You know, again, I think that was a collaborative approach. I don't think it was just Sean from from the questions I asked, but. Um, you know, I, I love the draft. I thought they did a nice job. Got some solid pieces. Um, the first round uh, uh, kid from LSU, Tredavious, I actually uh, went down with one of our coaches and we worked him out private. He's a great young man. You guys will realize that when you get to know him. Hard worker. And uh, we had a similar grade on him where he was selected. Right. Two more John, questions, please. Two more. Son. Uh, a lot has been speculated about your relationship with Sean back in Carolina. How would you describe it off, away from the office, off the field? You guys go fishing together with your wives, friends. Can you give us some details? Yeah, you know, um, first of all, Sean uh, was a big wrestler, and uh, my oldest son got into wrestling last year, and I, I knew Sean was this big wrestler. Little did I know he had a wrestling mat in his house. So uh, he says, bring him over, we'll wrestle. And I'm like, he's got a whole, you know, almost a WWF uh, set up over there. But uh, Sean introduced my, my oldest to wrestling. He got into it this year. And uh, when he left, I was like, thanks a lot. Uh, there, there goes my wrestling coach. But uh, Sean and I, uh, we did have interest outside the office. We would actually run uh, on road games. We'd run at training camp with some other guys. Uh, it's funny, I'm uh, staying down, downtown and saw the path. The last time we were here in preseason, Sean and I and, and a few of our trainers and a couple other guys ran along, along the water by the ships down there. And it was just, it was a cool memory uh, looking at that. And uh, it's fun. We would talk about ball, but sometimes we talk about family. And he's a good family man, as you guys have figured out. And I think you'll see a lot of similarities between Sean and I, the way we operate. Terry, how much of a whirlwind has this been for you hiring your GMs in the last six months? I mean, uh, between all the Bills and Sabres stuff, the, uh, the Winter Classic, what you're doing downtown, how much of a whirlwind has it been for you and Kim? Well, it, there's a lot going on, that's for sure. And but it's what you buy into when you're when you're in the NFL and the NHL um, and the World Junior, uh, you know, with the hockey at the Harbor Center. So uh, you know, it's part of life for us. Okay. Becoming more and more a part of life. Terry, get comfortable with all of us. Seen a lot of you lately. <laughs> Starting to like it. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe 15 years from now we'll talk again. <laughs>